What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lunchroom Cypher podcast. My name is Dr. Ian Levy. I'm your host, and I am super stoked um, about today's guest. I have with me Chris Jeter, who I've known for quite a while now. Um, most recently, he collaborated with Dr. Travis and I um, at our annual mixtape camp, and you might have heard that a couple episodes back uh, in this season of the pod. Dr. Travis and I got on the line, and um, yes, Chris had had worked with us on that. But um, Chris and I actually met, and I love to start with sort of a story but Chris and I had met through um, a professor of his, a colleague of mine, Dr. Capriya Johnson, who uh, is a professor, was a professor at the time of VCU, mm -hmm. is now at The Ohio State University, um, and is just an amazing counselor educator and graciously asked me to stop through one of her classes um, and talk about my work in, in hip hop and school counseling. And Chris was part of the class, hit me up after and and the rest is history because his work is dope and we found out how to explore the intersections. So I've said a lot, I'm going to pass it to Chris and yeah. then we'll get into it. But, but man, thank you for being here. How about you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, peace, everybody. My name is Chris Jeter. Artist name is ID, which stands for intelligent design. Um, I'm a school counselor. I'm a rapper. Um, I've worn many hats. I could keep going down the list of all the things that I've done in my life, but um yeah man uh super excited to be here and dr levy like i think i i don't know if i ever told you this mm. but i actually was introduced to you to, through your work um mm. prior to mm. you coming to my internship class and shout out oh, to wow. um, dr johnson too um and one of my like school counseling services class classes our teachers we we were dissecting like research and mm. talking about how we could implement groups utilizing you know empir empirical data um and your work came up and me and my buddies like we we were we were excited like hip-hop oh, in schools up. and it was <laughs> like the toolkit um that you released yeah yeah um, the, the, on the, the spoken the word joint. yeah the spoken word one and i was like yo his work is dope and so i followed you then then you ended up coming to our internship class and i was already doing something hip-hop related in my in my internship and and then it was like man we gotta connect and then dr johnson was like yo i know him here boom and then we connected ah uh, i love we, that and then we get to work on the mixtape camp together yeah it was beautiful it, yeah it was beautiful Full that's soul. how it's supposed to be though man yeah. like you know um i love that i love 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 that you introduced yourself as a school counselor and an mc mm -hmm. and i just like if I could just hang out with with school counselors who are MCs all the time, like my life will be perfect, right? Because like I said, that's just what it is. The energy's right. Um, the possibilities to explore just really exciting work, um, are endless. And so I'm so touched that you found the work that way. And then and I'm even more excited that we've kind of continued to collab and, and we get to rock together today on the pod. So right. thanks for having me. Man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So listen, man. So I know like a lot of the work that you've been doing, which I've been really struck by, interrogates the connections between mindfulness and hip hop. And uh, you came on, obviously, and did a lot of work with youth in the mixtape camp this year at the intersection of those two things. And I just warned, wondered maybe if we could begin by just giving us a picture of of your work like what is this sort of like hip-hop and mindfulness practice that you've been engaging in and how did you get to it yeah oh man so that that's like three questions in itself <laughs> where this is dope right um hip-hop and mindfulness 
how I utilize the work is utilizing mindfulness as a space to um, discover or rediscover the inner stories that influence our work as mm. MCs, as beat makers, as videographers, photographers, dancers, um, every, every role that you can wear, every hat that you can wear in hip hop mm. culture. Um, mm. I think mindfulness does a great job of allowing us to sit still, um, mm. rediscover our roots as I like to identify it as, which is, you know, the things that we've been through in our lives that um, can help influence, inspire the next mm. generation or even people that are older than us or people that are our age that can inspire the human race to, you know, be better, do better um, and, and connect. Um, mm. And I think when stories and music and hip hop in itself can come from an authentic place an mm. authentic being stories that, you know, actually happened and how we've overcome and grown. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's powerful, yo. Um, and when I think about hip hop in itself, that's where it came from. It came from, you mm -hmm. know, the Bronx and it came from story, like social stories, stories of social um, issues and, and think about how impactful it is today. Um, and so that's kind of where my work began. I, I, I began rapping at like that age, at in third grade um, from mm -hmm. the influence of like my uncles and mm. members and artists that I, I know and saw in the community. Um, and that lived with me forever, you know, mm. as long as it's been now, you know, and through mindfulness, like I discovered that space, you know, through college well after college shortly after undergrad, you know, just in my own pursuit of self-care and, and loving on myself and figuring out ways to move through things that I've experienced in my life. And um, it, for me, it became what exactly how I described it. Mm. Sitting through self became the thing that allowed me to write mm. powerful, write powerful lyrics or write yeah. impactful lyrics or and and not even saying that they're impacting others, which you know people tell me they do, but it's impactful for me. It helps me grow. It helps me learn. It help, helps me expand in my my knowledge of the world. And so, um, mm. yeah, that that's that's literally how it began. After the mindfulness practice, it was like, yo, I can these these connect, yeah. right? Yeah. And so yeah. hip hop in itself is really technically a, a mindfulness practice, right? We really think about it. Um, so yeah, my bad. I, I don't know if I cut you off. No, 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 no. I, I was sitting with the fact that like, you know, you're in third grade and you're learning through family members to, to rhyme mm -hmm. and naturally you fell into this process of trying to identify things about yourself to then write about. And it wasn't until later that when you learned about mindfulness, you were like, wait a minute, that is this thing that I'm already doing. I've been doing it. Yeah. And I think that's the, for me, that's everything. And what I believe in, in, in hip hop and school counseling work is it's not about reinventing something right. to like make hip hop better or something like that. It, mm -hmm. It's not, it's actually the opposite of that. It's about realizing that what what hip hop is already doing is the thing that we need exactly. in school counseling right yeah. um and so that that's that's for me what it's always been like it's cuz i wrote right write in the same way like as an mc like i just i've i have memories of like really being excited when i like found out something about myself that i could write a track about mm -hmm. cuz i'm like yo you know what like i remember i wrote this song about like 
that was so random. I had learned about like interrogating differences between like being confident and being like egotistical Mm -hmm. and what those differences meant. And I was in like, you know, I was like 21 years old in college. And that idea was like fascinating to me. Like, yo, how do I be humble? How do I be confident and believe myself, but not be like arrogant and egotistical. And so I wrote this whole joint about like confidence versus ego. And it became this whole fire track where I was like, one verse was ego. One verse was confidence. And like, I spoke back to each other. The concept was was crazy, but I also was able to learn all this stuff about myself and nobody told me to do that. I just wanted to do it so I could like go to an open mic and like drop this dope song, right? Like that was the purpose, you know? Um, And so it's these natural things I think are just, that's everything, right? Right, right. I agree. And I love the idea of, you know, sitting through yourself and allowing it to pour into the pages. Um, I mean, do you write by hand or do you, are you on your phone? I'm a little bit of both. Um, I, I think I mostly write on my phone now because I can get the, I can, you know, you can download beats into memos. Oh, word. I didn't know that. So if you have the iPhone memo and like you have a text message of like a beat or something from somebody, if you open it in the memo, you can stick it in the memo. So all my memos have like a beat at the top and I can click play and then like write underneath it. And so that's been my space. But I used to write by hand and have a notebook that I'd carry with me. But nowadays with the iPhone and because it kind of does everything, I'm just writing on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. But when I think about this, right, um, and comparing it to like, you know, mindfulness practices and things that I do for like self-care, you know, I journal. And so when I think back to like my younger days, it's like, man, I've been journaling my whole life, man. Yes. 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 I still have books and journals and spiral notebooks from middle school of things that I I was writing about filled. And so it's like that intersection is so pivotal because, you know, um, people, People a lot, you know, people connect with rapping, but they don't understand the intersection of mindfulness, right? And so I love to bring the two together because hip hop is that emotional release and it yeah. is that space that allows us to get the things out that need to be shared. But mindfulness is also that emotional regulation tool that yeah. can help us respond and not react in situations. So it is like that behavioral management for lack of a better term tool that we can use like that self behavioral management tool that yeah. we can use you know and so we're always on the on the prowl for like you know understanding what's going on in our bodies versus being reactive to it and then doing the hip hop like you know it, of course and that's the difference in my mind between like people who engage in MCing or hip hop like organically and then those that engage with it to try to like you know, put out a joint that gets on TikTok or whatever, right? Like, like those are the differences, right? And how do you, and not that like, Either I'd love to, I'd love to get something on TikTok for the record, but like, but, but the, the reality, yeah, the reality though, is that there's this, this hunger for self-exploration that is inherent in the art. And I think that that, that piece is, is so essential. Um, Yeah. And that, that practice, it's almost like, a lifestyle mechanism, right? Something that you're using on the daily to just make sense of the world, right? Like I have beats on my phone that I'm ready. I walk the dog every night and and I write or I listen to beats while and think about little rhymes. And it's usually just trying to make sense of stuff that I've been thinking about. And it's not for anybody's attention. It's just for my own, you know, practice. Right. That's fire. Yeah. I love it. And so, you know, tell me about like, 
when you're doing work with youth directly mm -hmm. um, and you can reflect on, on time that at the camp this year or really anything else um, when you've thought about kind of designing activities or lessons uh, that sort of infuse mindfulness and hip hop, like what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm still matriculating through that journey of like, what is, what does my work look like? Which is why I was so excited to, you know, stumble upon your work and Dr. Trav's work because it's like, wow, I have like this beautiful roadmap um, mm -hmm. now. But in the past, like when I was doing my internship and in, in my experience, you know, in my experiences as a school counselor post-grad school, um, I've utilized mindfulness again as like an emotional regulation tool in a space mm -hmm. to um, really explore what's going on within um, and music as as a connecting tool for students, like because you know to build relationships with other students we can talk about a little Wayne. and so i i i'm not hesitant to ask who's your favorite rapper mm -hmm. and i mean you know it's like all of the newer rappers and things like that like um and so i'm i'm listening to the music that they're listening to and so i'm understanding the lyrics and i'm looking up lyrics uh rod waves lyrics and, mm -hmm. and that and i'm I'm trying to explore what it is that these students are listening to and I'm bringing it back to the space. Like, okay, these are the lyrics that I heard. What does this mean to you? Because mm. I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you ask someone how they feel, they can give you a song that matches that feeling. Yeah. yeah right. They can yeah. describe how they feel via a song. And yeah. so it, it allows the space for us to have deeper exploration of what's going on in their world. What are they experiencing? based on, you know, the songs that they choose and select. And so I don't shy away from asking them to create playlists that have, yeah. you know, one song that that you need to get charged up from, one song that, you know, you play when you're down, X, Y, Z, and they'll come back with the playlist. And I'm listening, I'm, I'm getting mm -hmm. the feeling. And so it's not as much creating. I haven't gotten to that point in my journey yet where I've, I'm creating with students. Yeah, but utilizing mindfulness as a as a tool to learn emotional regulation and then feeding that into music and using that mindfulness uh mindfulness tool of you know um sitting and not judging a person's story, mm. um, non-judgment and and looking at these different artists' stories and how they you know influence their work. Yeah. Um, so really just dissecting every piece of what it means to be an artist and create and how does that influence our lives and impact our lives um, and learning about the students along the, along the way. Yeah. You know, something that I've returned to a few times on this pod is like, I'm very like humanistically driven in how I think about the work. Right. And so when I think about empathy, when I think about unconditional positive regard, like these are things that were sort of coming up naturally in how you were just describing you know, the role of the school counselor when listening to music with youth, right? Um, and I, I can already tell that we're aligned and it's probably like normal to listen deeply to hip hop because we're MCs and we've listened to a lot of lyrics and whatever. So right. what do you, what do you say to like folks that don't, don't get it that 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 have trouble or struggle to listen yeah. actively yeah. um to to hip hop lyrics when working with youth mm, that's a great question um 
I mean, a practical tool is literally just print out the lyrics versus listening to the song, right? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, people read, you know, mm-hmm. like, utilize lyrics as a space to, you know, see what's going on, what they're consuming, because, you know, that does have a huge influence on how our students are showing up, how youth are showing up in all spaces, whether school or home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it is important to, to get into their ears, Um to get into their space because it is impacting them. It is allow it it's influencing how they show up. I don't know a different way to say it. Um mm. and so people who don't understand hip hop know that it comes from I mean some not always does it come from an authentic place. Some of it is, you know, um fictional. But yeah. when I think I think that it it could become it could be fictional from the artist itself, but it resonates with the person in their daily lives, and that's real, right? Mm-hmm. That's real, and so we have to take that you know seriously, um, regardless of what the artist is saying, regardless of what the artist is doing. Yeah, youth resonate with that, and so we take we need to take that seriously and and yeah. really understand and you know, figure out what way we want to take in, in our approach with the student um, based it. on those things and those lyrics and, and, and yeah. what they're experiencing and seeing. Um, yeah. They have the ears, they being artists, like mainstream hip hop artists, for better or for worse, have the ears of young people, mm-hmm. right? And so like, mm-hmm. it's our then responsibility, right. particularly if we struggle to get the ears of young people right. to learn as much as we can from folks that have their attention. Yeah. Um, and, and I and I think talking about right. lyrics and talking about songs and doing our due diligence to print out the lyrics and and look things up and understand what it is and 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 ask our friends what they think and and like actually do some professional development around trying to understand you stories in their own language is essential. Ooh, um, I like the way you know, right? Because like that's what it is. Like get, you know. stories in their own language. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it is, I right? Mean. And I think, I think you know, and not to go, I could go on forever about it, but yeah. that's for me. That's why I'm very interested in like hip hop based approaches in counselor ed coursework. Like right. we we spend time analyzing. Like think think I know like we can't we come we're cut from the same cloth in this regard because right. we did our master's work in the same in the same discipline right and so right. what does it mean to like you know you go to these courses where you learn basic counseling skills and you in, you do an interview with a colleague commonly in the program and then you transcribe that interview with the colleague right. and then you analyze what they said and what you said and did I have a, the best response that I could have or whatever so we do that because why well because we value specific ways of talking right. and specific languages so why can't we do the same thing for hip-hop lyrics? Hip-hop. what is different if a young person is bringing me a song that they like shouldn't i be able to treat that song as the content they're bringing to the session and if that is the case can i break it down for cognition can i break it down for emotion do i know how to use a paraphrasing statement right to respond to their lyrics right like all that stuff like i think that's the work that often goes under you know um underexplored and uh we have to prepare folks to listen to hip-hop like they don't know how right right you know 
Sorry, um, I, had to, I had to grab yeah. my charger real quick. Nah, they're, you know, it's all good. Or they know how, and the way that they've learned how is to listen to it through devaluing, right? And that, and that's probably the even more problematic thing. But that's that's a combo for another time. a whole yeah. another day. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I I agree hundred percent with that. Um, because I mean, you said, can we listen for all of these different ways and tools? Like, there's so much in a song, man, yeah. that that you can miss if you don't. If you don't, you don't pay attention. If you don't listen, if you just pass it by and let it go. Um, and yeah, man, we got to take that seriously. Got to yeah. And and I can't think of a better way to take that seriously than to listen to a Let's song right it. now, right? Let's like you, you brought it. a really dope song with mm-hmm. us. So I'm going to pull it up. And why don't you uh, break down, just briefly kind of describe what we're about to hear and then, right, and then we'll get cool. into it. Um, So I invited a song um, called... It ain't fair by the roots. Uh, it's a very powerful song um, that you know it, it addresses a lot of social issues, and I think it reminds me of the message, you know, and um, which is a classic hip hop song that addresses social issues in the Bronx. And I think that this song is very important to listen to the lyrics because a lot of this stuff I can't remember what year. Yeah, it came out in 2017, but it still speaks to things that go on today. So it's like, man. And again, it goes back to Dr. Levy's point around like, if you if you don't sit and listen, if you don't dissect, you're, you'll miss a lot. So mm-hmm. instead of generally Dr. Levy does eight bars, we got to do the whole 16 for Black Thought. Let's do it. He is amazing. Let's get it. My salvation's on the fly. This monk's rising of like an umpire Guess a nigga gotta laugh To keep from crying Tonight another friend Passed on a young side It's bad Cause a good friend's Hard to come by Justice is never colorblind Never gunshot For one crime You may never see the sunshine We know it's one time Giving you the figure Around hearing me Fuck you It's not the number one sign I hear they turning downtown To the front line It's something like The same place But it ain't safe They took it from The human race To a tank chase The devil feeding off hate So we gain weight It's tainted waters in the well So we can't taste People dazed in a maze Though it ain't grace Impossible to coexist In the same space Into the black saint With the war paint face Black thought man There's tainted water in the well So we can't taste So I mean again That's what I'm saying Like this came out in 2017 but also, too, you think I can't remember what year Flint happened, but mm. again, we're 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 in the same stories. Yeah, look Mississippi. at Mississippi, right? I mean, yeah. Um, you know, he he starts off the he starts off the verse saying, "Every day I wear a mask like an umpire." And you think about yeah. the you think about the um the powerful documentary, the mask we wear, uh, mm-hmm. which which talks about you know. I, I don't remember if it was specific to black, black and BIPOC children, um, but I think it was just all boys, like the mask that we show up in every single day. Every day I wear a mask like an umpire. Guess he got to laugh to keep from crying. Like all of the all of the traumatic things and experiences that he has to show up with, yet still has to smile, still has to show up at work, at school in a way that is, is appropriate for others, right? Like what what type of what type of heavy bag um 
an experience that is like some people don't understand that right like as a counselor we can talk about that all day like what experiences are you having that um that that makes you have to laugh to keep from crying what keeps you bottled up from from allowing yourself to cry right <laughs> so much and um and also too he said tonight another friend passed on the young side it's it's bad because mm-hmm. a good friend's hard to come by imagine that that's lost that's yeah. grief that's yeah. that's grief and loss right there um in that story and again it it could tie back to you know the mask that he has to wear um and so i think as he continued to go through the verse um yeah it, it really paints this picture of like man i have all of these traumas that i'm going through but still expected to be a a civil citizen in this in society like i can't be upset i can't be mad right i can't be i can't be frustrated at at my living situations um because what there's already you know a system that's against me or you know he said he said it turned it went from a from a uh it took it from the human race Mm -hmm. to a tank chase like you think Mm -hmm. about all of the social issues we went through in 2020 and again, he he is is like he was prophetic with this. Like this is 2017. Yeah, yeah. He's writing about this, but look at what 2020 brought us. Um, yeah. from the human race to a tank chase, all all our downtowns and our cities across America, you know, protesting because of what happened to our brother George Floyd. You know, um, yeah. such a such yeah. a powerful verse, man. And and I also want to say I chose this song too because you know I lost a, a childhood friend yesterday. Um. Yeah. And so it it was, again, that same thing where it's like, you know, um, tonight, another friend passed on the young side is bad because a good friend is hard to come by, you know, that story, you know, like thinking about that, man, it's like, and again, this is hip hop is is so relatable and hip hop uses so many words. Like, you know, we write 16 bars. So many words are comes in those bars that, you know, we were able to, you know, really express ourselves versus like, you know, R&B or some other genres, which had like super shorter verses or or whatever. But um, he did he did a great job of allowing this space to to um, this verse to encapsulate so much and allow it to be felt. So if if, if people out there do yeah. get a chance to listen to this song, it ain't fair by the roots. And I would suggest that you listen to their NPR Tiny Desk um, version. Mm. They did a they did a live version on Tiny Desk and by Lau, who is the featuring artist on there, he encapsulates these feelings and this emotion so well in, in his in mm. his in his voice and how he sings. Like it's man, it, it's made me cry a couple times. But yeah. what would you well, pick up on, Doc? I took up well, uh, so many things. Nah, nah. I, I'm I was just listening uh, to the brilliance. Let me first say I'm I'm so sorry to hear yeah. about your friend, man. And uh, I'm sending love your way. And you know, if you need anything or sure. you know anything, I man, I'm sorry that. about that. That's you know, and and I think it 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 goes to show though, like how one singular line right resonates differently with anybody that hears it right i mean i was thinking about um just yeah i was i follow a bunch of like um new york city like rapper instagram mm-hmm. kind of things and and uh there was a passing of a, of a young local artist recently and there were some like 
some of his friends on IG like talking about it as well. And so like I was thinking that line made me think of loss like around me. It made you reflect on this recent loss for you. And so like the relatability of lyrics for folks is everything. And so that that's why we do this, right? We do this because it opens up the possibility to learn about people's experiences and stories. Um, and you never know how a song is going to make somebody feel or, or, you know, react or whatever it is, you know? And so I was picking up on all that. I mean, I just love how like poetic he is. So I, I had said, you know, there's tainted waters in the well, so we can't taste. And I just, um, you know, I just, I've been thinking a lot lately, just how, how hard it is for us to just like sit as we think about like mindfulness, how hard is it for us to sort of sit still and to just really truly hear each other and, and hear youth. And um, I just think all of the ways that I like even listen to youth are filtered through all of the other thoughts and beliefs that I have about them, good or bad or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, so that that tainted, I, it does not allow me to taste. It doesn't allow me to get a pure sense of who the person is in front of me because I'm so, because of all of the different ways that uh, sort of society dictates how I'm supposed to sort of think or, or react or view a person uh, that gets in the way of, of that purity, right? Of that tasting. Um, and it's impossible to coexist in the same space as the next line, right? Um you know, and then he obviously I love when he does this. He then says about himself, enter the black saint uh with the war yeah. hate face. And he's always framing himself as this just warrior, like man. like just yeah. warrior. Like I'm out here and I'm just like speaking truth and I'm and I'm giving you what what is necessary. And I just I have so much respect for him. He's my yeah. favorite MC. <clears throat> so yeah, he's literally my number one. So like I just I love anytime I can listen to Black Thought. Um, you know, it's it's uh it's the best. And so I yeah. that's interesting that he's your favorite MC. I actually got my name, uh, fun fact, mm. like my my artist name, ID, intelligent design, um, from a song that they had on their game theory album called Clock with No mm-hmm. Hands. And um mm-hmm. I, I came in contact with the with the concept of intelligent design for the first time through his lyrics. Yeah. I'm like, what is intelligent design? Like, and, and, yeah. you know, um, went to research and resonated with it. And I'm like, yo, this, that's my name. That's my name. Yeah. yeah I, I love that. I love that. I, and he has this unique way of just sort of like making you think about things like at, he just makes you address anything like he had this line on i could go on forever about him but he had this line on um what was that that ver- that he had that song with 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 tobe and mm. um yes and royce yeah other figure and the end the end i will never forget it because the front line of that verse is he says um dearly beloved if it's merely for budget i'm clearly above it and then he says, my skin and my hair is Nigerian colored and does what an Aryan's doesn't. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> like when I heard that line, I just was like, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. And just let me like, go I mean, back. think about the depth in that. <laughs> think about the depth in those four bars, right? Just like if it's just for a budget, I'm not with it and I'm not with it. And that has everything to do with how I identify and how I present myself and, and I can do things that other people can't by nature of where I come from and who I am. And I'm just like, and he packed that all into these four bars. And I'm just like, 
give this dude like give him whatever he did, like all the accolades and everything he deserves because he just yeah. he does that right he does that all the time and um always and so um i love it we could talk about black thought forever i wanted to you know i know we wanted to sort of close out on not that we're closing out at this very instance but the last thing that we wanted to do uh together was kind of get into something practical yeah. and you know i know usually on this pod i'll do like uh you know we'll brainstorm about practical activities that educators can do and I, and i think that that's valuable but in this instance because we have uh chris with us i figured what if we you know did a little mindfulness exercise yeah. ourselves so i think um yeah that's what we're gonna All right, do cool um just to preface this uh we're gonna do a practice called sit in full strength it is a short meditation. How much time do you think we have, Doc? We good? Yeah. Okay. Like five, like yeah. five okay. minutes that's, or a little more. Yeah, that's one yeah. five minutes. Um, and so this is an exercise that we practiced um, during the mixtape camp on our first day um, where we focused on esteem and identifying interest. And um, I think it's a great, great tool for, for self-exploration and um, building confidence. So utilizing this with your students or or young folks that you work with in whatever setting, I think would be dope. So grabbing a piece of paper and a pencil, um, taking the time to write five strengths about yourself in the I am form. So utilizing it as, you know, I am a brilliant MC. I am a loving family member. And coming up with five strengths in the I am form. Or maybe you write more, maybe you write less. Uh, um, giving everybody a couple of moments to write those down. And if you're listening, pick up a pen, pick up a pad, practice with us. I'm doing it here. I'm going right. to break it down, but get into it. And so finishing those off, and it's okay to pause and write more if you need more time. So allowing the pen to fall back where you retrieved it from and taking a few moments to just read to yourself what you wrote. I am a brilliant MC. I am a loving family member. I am confident. And read them a few times just to allow it to settle into your mind and into your being in this present moment before we go into our, our sitting practice. So releasing your eyes from the paper and beginning to allow both feet to land flat on the floor. You can also lay down if you need to um, utilize in this practice. But then once you do that, allow your hands to fall wherever they are or wherever they may be, wherever feels comfortable for you. That could be either on your heart or your knees or if you're laying down beside you palms facing up or down, your choice. And when you get the chance, if you feel comfortable, 
allowing your eyes to close. Beginning to sit, we're gonna do a few deep breaths before we move into our actual practice. So first beginning by noticing what the breath is like right now in this moment. Breathing in, breathing out, not making any adjustments, allowing you to heighten your awareness in this moment right now. And when you're ready, taking a deep inhale in through the nose, exhaling out of the mouth. I'm going to do that two more times. Inhaling in through the nose. Exhaling out of the mouth. One last time, inhaling in through the nose. Exhaling out of the mouth. And if your eyes are closed, opening up your eyes to read the first affirmation that your eyes land on. Read it in its entirety. And if you feel comfortable closing your eyes again and repeating that I am strength affirmation to yourself, repeating it to yourself. Sitting in the full strength of each word in this space. Each word of that sentence, sitting in that strength. Whenever you're ready, releasing that affirmation, opening up your eyes, allowing your eyes to fall on the next one. Closing your eyes. Sitting with that affirmation, allowing it to bring strength in this experience, in this moment. Releasing that affirmation. And we're going to do one more. Opening up the eyes, allowing them to fall on one more affirmation. Reading it in its entirety. I invite you to close your eyes again. And allow it to roll through the mind. Continuing to say it to self, sitting in that strength and that confidence, sitting in the power of all of the words that you wrote down, and releasing that affirmation. And we're going to end our practice with another deep inhale in through our nose. Exhaling out of our mouth. 
whenever you're ready, opening up the eyes, beginning to move, maybe the shoulders, making circles with the head, moving the fingertips. And last but not least, opening up the eyes. Welcome back to the space. Thank you, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I think all all that all that's left, man, is just um, plug. You know, anything you want to yeah. plug, anywhere you want to let people know where yeah, to man. find you. Um, yeah, you can find me. Uh, I'm generally on Instagram. You can find me at id underscore jeter. That's J E T E R. Um, also have a website where you can find all of my links to everything. Um, it's solo, S-O-L-O dot T-O slash I-D underscore Jeter. Um, there you can find the short documentary that I just, well, I created last year. It came out earlier this year. Um, and it was just in a um, Africana short film festival here in Richmond um, this past weekend. Um, and still working on a lot of other projects and writing and things like that. But um and uh, meditations and things like that. So a lot of things on the way. So if you want to follow me, follow me primarily through those channels. My um, email is idmusictgv at gmail.com. So if you want to reach me personally, you can definitely reach me there. Um, and those are, those are all the channles, man. Those are all the channels. I appreciate you, Block, for allowing me to you know pull up and have this beautiful conversation. Any, anytime, anytime. It's always a pleasure. And I'm going to drop all of those links um, and IG handles and stuff in the description of the episode for folks listening. So you can tap in, but definitely please follow Chris and his work and his journey. Cause he's just, just heating <laughs> up. I know for a fact. So uh, there's going to be a lot of just brilliance to catch. So tune in and um, man, thank, thank you. you so much for, for thank joining you. us. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah.